Welcome to Untitled Investment Talk, the podcast about all things digital assets. Welcome to our newest episode of the Untitled Investment Talk. Today with a very special topic and a very special guest. One of our Untitled Inc. co-founders, one of the original members, Thomas Euler, who is now uh, one of the founders and uh, the co-CEO of Liquidity, the startup that set out to tokenize all of sports fan engagement. Just recently, you guys, Thomas, uh, signed a very big and I think uh, very important for the entire industry agreement with uh, one of the most famous clubs on earth, Borussia Dortmund. I'm sure many of our listeners are actually fans as well. And yeah, first of all, big congratulations for doing that. And thank you very much for being here today with us. Yeah. Hi, I'm very happy and pleased to be here as well. And uh, good to good to talk to you. I mean, as you said, we know each other quite well. So um, yeah, looking forward to doing this. And great. So as you mentioned, yeah, we know each other quite well. But of course, that's not the same for our listeners. So maybe you could uh, just give us a quick introduction, first of all, to yourself, how you got into the blockchain space, how you got into Untitled Inc., uh, what Untitled Inc. is also about for you personally, and then, of course, also what we're here for today, Liquidity Team. Yeah, sure. So probably let me start where, where my professional journey started, which is being the first employee of a small consulting boutique that focused on what you would nowadays probably call digital transformation. So in effect, what we um, did back then is explain the internet to businesses and how you can use it for marketing business purposes and what the strategic relevance is. And so because of this, I've been following technology trends as part of my job for one. And I was pretty early aware of Bitcoin and the entire crypto space. And if you ask how I did get into this, well, at some point, I think it was around 2015, people started talking about concepts like smart contracts and distributed or decentralized autonomous organizations. And at this point in time, I realized, um, oh, that is a very interesting field because one of the passion subjects of mine, as weirdly as it might sound, is decentralized systems. And well, that was my trigger to, to get really deep into the blockchain space. And then I started to work self-employed in 2017. And that was, if you remember, and I guess many of your listeners, so this was the gold rush and the ICO boom. And I met Oliver via a, a contact that we share and a few other guys, including Carl Michael. And we said, hey, that's a very exciting space. People from finance, from venture capital, from the startup world all want to be in there. So we started essentially an Untitled Inc. And that is because you asked what it is to me. It's really the cream of the crop we wanted to bring together from, from all relevant perspectives, the right minds, the right people to look seriously into this world and to identify how this is going to impact business and digital business. And one outcome of this was that uh, via another Untitled Inc. member, we set out to look at the sports market, which I'm personally very in, into because two aspects meet there. I, I once had a blog called Attention Economy about the modern attention economy that unfolded in the digital space. And I'm also a huge NBA fan. So tokenizing sports really brought all this together. And the solution we are currently building has for me, yeah, it feels quite natural to be doing this right now. 
Hey, cool, Thomas. So also very warm welcome from my side here. And as Simon already said, what you do with Liquidity Team is that uh, you do a big project for Borussia Dortmund, the firm and famous German uh, soccer club. And Liquidity Team provides innovative fan engagement and crowdfunding solution for professional sports clubs and athletes. Let's talk about this innovative fan engagement and uh, maybe you can elaborate a little bit why do you think professional sport club need to transform their fan engagement if they need to so what we do in the fan engagement world and where the product comes from and why we do it let me probably start here in the digital realm for a younger audience who was brought up as what you would probably call digital native so people who are just used on the internet their media consumption how they follow sports all very organically happens online, they want to be connected to their club. We also have much more mobility today across fans. So sports fandom used to be a super local affair, but now people who are fans of a club probably live in a very different city, many even in a different country. I'm a big NBA fan, as I said in the intro. I never watch live games, but I still watch a lot of NBA games and digitization made all this possible. So fandom really is increasingly a global affair and now it needs tools for sports to have these relationships. And of course, some of these tools exist nowadays and they are called social media. Most sports clubs have their presence in social media and that is where they have their fan relationships. But of course, if you think about it from a, a, a business standpoint and B, also from how much influence and control you have over this environment, I mean, the these environments are controlled by the platform owners and you have as a sports club what would be referred to as platform risk. And We set out to build a, a solution for sports clubs and also individual athletes where they really can build their own environment and where they can build a digital native business on top, for instance, via premium content business models for their fan base, also via building, for instance, a kind of digital membership tier. There are many possibilities. And, and the reason for this really is you, you need to build your own digital platform in order to compete in what I said before, the modern attention economy in a way that attracts the younger audience who are digital native. If you look at sports consumption, I don't know who of you is a sports fan or if you have kids who, who follow sports, you see a clear trend that long life games less watched by younger audiences and instead they follow their sports on social media and they follow highlight clips and they follow the Instagram profiles of athletes and the question becomes for sports how can you turn this into something that is a viable business and that is where our solution comes in. Okay that, that's clear then, then make it let's make it very concrete because I think you launched your Borussia Dortmund app in a beta version very recently What can fans already do on the platform? How does Borussia Dortmund benefit uh, from it? And how do you want to take this forward? 
I mean, what you can do if you open what, what is called the BVB fan token app, you will see text, video, audio content in this application. So what is under the hood? And let me be a, b- a bit clear to your audience. So at Liquidity, we built a software as a service solution, which is called the LT fan platform. And this software as a service solution is what is under the hood of the BVB fan token app. So we built a feature which is called Boost. So people can use their tokens to boost content and you can also paywall or token wall your content so that it needs to be unlocked. It's essentially micropayments for content for a special interest audience. Especially in European sports, it has a membership-centric background. So sports has fans who have this strong buy-in and this conviction and who want to participate. And therefore, we built a bunch of features where we enable the club to have a direct interaction and to enable what I refer to as digital participation. So what are, what are these features? Votings are something that is very common in the blockchain space. So it is some, something we support as well, blockchain-based and, and token-based votings. Even more interesting in my mind so is... Voting, sorry, um, that I, I interrupt you here. Voting, that can be, for example, how the shirt of the sports club should look like or what kind of branding will be on a bus. Is it something like this? I mean, you can really think about this in, in different degrees. The examples you give are perfectly uh, possible examples. And, and I think the range is really from make votings that are more engagement, content-like votings, for instance, who was the uh, player of the last game. But you can really take it as far as really opening up decision-making processes to your fan base. Here, I would assume that in established big and and more conservative sports domains, you will see more of the former. But we are also talking to, to some companies. One is a small league that does competitive fitness Uh, events like competitions similar to CrossFit, essentially. And and we talked to these guys and they said, hey, it would be cool if we would let our fan base decide which athletes will compete for the title in the next event. And, and another example, not based on our technology, but with a very similar mindset, there is something called FCF, fan-controlled football in the United States, where they allow the fan community to do the play calls during the games. So Of course, I would not assume that Borussia Dortmund or any Bundesliga club does something like this in the near future. But the, the toolkit makes it possible to really build these use cases as well. And I would hope that we see more and more of these over the next uh, months and years out in the open. So if you talk about the toolkit here and about tokenization, I think from a technical perspective, this is quite different from the other solutions which are out there uh, are on the market. And um, I think blockchain technology plays a yeah, central role in here. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit where blockchain comes into play and what are the benefits? I mean, so to us, blockchain and crypto really is not a central sales point it is more something that happens under the hood and the fan and the user we really try to focus on building something that is accessible to regular sports fans and something that provides utility to them and why we decided to build something based around tokens and blockchain is less for the 
usual arguments and points you see in the blockchain space, like for instance, decentralization or tradability. So the token is really a utility or what I once referred to as a community or network token in the clearest sense. It is a digital item that exists within its respective community. And what it does and why blockchain is really important for us as a technology choice is because it's an open standard that also enables future-proofing, interoperability, because sports, of course, is a broad ecosystem where you have many players. And I don't only mean athletes and players, but you have all the different clubs. You have leagues, you have sponsors, you have media. If you want to build interesting digital applications that are appealing to fans, you have a lot of opportunity by creating these applications that empower ecosystems. So a very simple use case, for instance, a user of our technology has its token in its own platform, but they have 15 sponsors. And now these sponsors also developed some digital applications and people who have the token of, of the club they sponsor get access to certain special features or, or imagine it's a shoe company and you can unlock a special design in the sneaker configurator that is only accessible to you if you have this token. This could be one case where it makes a lot of sense to have like an, an open standard be, below the hood. I think this is a very interesting point because in the popular narrative around tokenization, one of the big questions or let's say um, negative things that's often brought up is, is blockchain just used for blockchain's sake? Is tokenization really user-centric? Is it really increasing and bettering the user experience? So since you also mentioned that you see it as a kind of way of future-proving your system, and uh, of course, blockchain interoperability is a huge topic right now with uh, Polkadot, for example, rising quite considerably recently. What blockchain are you actually using in the backend? Is it permission, permissionless? Which specific it, technology did you decide for? It, it's a fully permission proof of authority Ethereum-based sidechain that we operate ourselves. So if you are a crypto purist, it is definitely not something where you say, oh, that is a cool crypto tool. At least at this stage, it is not for a variety of reasons. But most of all, of course, we, we as I said earlier, focused on building something that is A, approachable and also can scale to the size of big sports entities, which if you compare this to what is happening in many use cases that you see in the blockchain space is definitely a different scale. Most definitely. So when you say that the challenge to really bring blockchain to users isn't really the challenge you're looking at, because I would guess most of your users don't actually see the tech, they just see the functionality. Yeah. Okay, so maybe then on, more interestingly on the non-end user side, but more on the uh, decision maker side, so the people you had to talk with, explain things to, and of course are working with very closely, for example, in the German football industry, how is their perception and maybe how was it before you started talking to them and how is it now after they got to know you a lot and what you're working on? How is their perception of blockchain solutions in general? So I would put it like this. If you talk to certain people in clubs and sports organizations, it, it can be a door opener that you do blockchain. So if you have somebody who is in charge of, of digitization or innovation projects, for instance, then it is a door opener, but it is not th the goal. 
to, to do something with blockchain for most decision makers in sports. And I think that is pretty similar to all other industries. You need a solution and you need to have a good use case and you need to tackle a problem that these businesses are actually facing and that is the same that we really focused on so i know the blockchain space pretty well i understand the technology if you try to build a company that uses it your pitch in my opinion at least cannot be hey we do blockchain and that is cool because really nobody in most businesses cares about blockchain and once you face this reality you can start focusing on hey how can i actually build a good solution and probably and quite frankly i guess there are many many cases where where blockchain enables building very good solutions and that is what we are trying to focus on i think that's a very good approach i mean we can often use the analogy of imagine you're watching a startup pitch and the startup says hey we do something great for end users And the main benefit they get is that we use um, Amazon Web Services instead of AliCloud, for example. It's the end user doesn't really care, right? Yeah, ab absolutely. And and I mean, some end users care. And there are some companies in the crypto sports market who really are super good at going into exactly this niche. So I know from my personal experience, because I have a strong affinity and played online poker back in my trends quite a lot. I see many of the people in the poker world moved into the crypto space and many people in the sports betting world are also interested in crypto. So I think there is a certain kind of user in a certain market that is interesting at especially exactly the intersection of sports and crypto. And it's something where you can build interesting things. I mean, I, I can name drop here. There is Sokios and they, I think, do this pretty well, but it's a very different approach than what we are doing, where we really try not to build a, a B2C platform, but a B2B solution for clubs and athletes. And therefore, we need to really understand their problems and their, and, and their challenges. And that is frankly not getting a bl blockchain into the hands of many people. I guess they couldn't care less. But, but yeah, having the digital fan relationship, building community and building digital business models, this is a real challenge for sports organizations. And we think that just as 20 years ago, you would have maybe said, ah, the internet could be good to enable something new. So we think blockchain is the enabler, but not the selling point or the selling proposition. And that absolutely makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about the product, not really how you make it. How you make it is more about whether it makes sense to keep making it. So since you've raised money from quite the traditional, let's say, sources, a local German bank, How was it there when you went out and uh, started talks about, hey, we are great with this technology, we know sports, there's a great business opportunity, but we need some capital to make it happen. Normally, I think most people would think about deep tech funds or some blockchain funds or high tech funds that would be the first addresses you go to and a lot less these traditional German players. How was the blockchain topic uh, perceived from them and also on your side there? With a lot of interest and curiosity and also uh, I think what what was really important is that we had a use case and that we didn't approach it in the first step from the tech side but from the solution side and then it's also yeah, about being at the right place at the right time. So in the end that always goes into being successful with an idea but Yeah, I think it's probably an unusual construct. I can also not t talk about their motives. You would have to ask uh, them themselves because in the end, uh, we 
also don't know everything that goes into it, but but my perception of it really is there is a lot of interest in the technology also because one understands that the own business is impacted by it potentially. And then we had a solution, we had an interesting case with BVB, and then it's a good starting point, I guess. We talked about classical sports clubs, BVB and, and others, but we think tokenization can also play a role in let's say esports tokens can serve as membership keys which allow gamers to compete for rewards club recognition etc so i think that is a completely i would say new field new business area however you call it do you plan to engage in this space as well can you use your platform for such things as well Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super interesting to us. And to me personally, it's most interesting because so, so when you do innovative stuff that can be used in innovative ways and then you look at your market, th then probably the biggest players in the market are in established structures because these two go hand in hand. But but the eSport world, yes, there are already big players, some established from teams to leagues to content organizations and so on. But it's a lot more just getting formed and building out its structures. And I think therefore... All what you say, of course, Carl Michael, is absolutely correct, right? There is a natural fit. I think people who are in esports have a big affinity for the digital realm by definition. And therefore, the mechanisms, how we use our application and our ecosystem works is pretty similar to some mechanisms you see in gaming. So there is a natural fit and understanding, I would suppose. And also, all the organizational structures around it are just evolving. So as we build this toolkit, what really allows digital fan participation I think esports is a super good fit because in esports, people understand what we are doing very organically on the one hand side and on the other hand, the structures are not so established. And so there is a lot more freedom to be experimental and try new things. And that is a great opportunity. Yes. That sounds great as an opportunity. You know, obviously, we wish you all the best to pursue this route uh, as well. For part one, we almost come to an end here. We'll have a second part where we tackle more the financing crowdfunding perspective. So the other arm of what you are doing at Liquidity Team. But let's close this part by what we call the golden question uh, at the end. It's normally a little bit challenging and we just want to know your opinion um, on this or, or have a guess with regards to certain prediction. And our golden question for today is, Thomas, when do you expect a real breakthrough in, call it blockchain-based fan engagement? Uh, to be more concrete, when do you think all top 20 European soccer plugs will have an app comparable to liquidity team ones? Well, that's a, that's a good question, but I would say... <laughs> Honestly, I would say sooner rather than later, because there is so much happening in the market. If you say an app specifically comparable to what we do, maybe then it takes a bit longer. If you say they use tokenization for fan engagement in some capacity, then I think we are probably already at 50% of the top 20 clubs doing something in that realm. So yeah, I would say it uh, will not take that long. I, mean, I hope that's, that's a satisfying part. answer to the golden question. Yes, sure, definitely. 
most definitely that's yeah sounds like the future is going to be quite golden according to a golden question so of course part one out of two next week we're going to talk with one of the other co-founders of liquidity team dr oliver krause also an esteemed colleague from untitled inc and as Carl michael already teasered uh, we're going to dive deeper into the financing crowdfunding and financial opportunities that open up using this new technology so for this week, Thomas, uh, thank you very much for taking the time and thank you very much for um, the great talk. It was a pleasure and uh, hope to talk soon again. Thank you very much. So to our viewers, uh, thanks very much for staying with us this week and we're looking forward to seeing you again in the next. Uh, stay hungry, stay humble, stay loyal and see you next week. Mm -hmm.